stage. We are clear. Stand by. Stage reset at House Lights. Thanks, team, for another great show. I'll see you all backstage. This is Designed to Change Backstage Conversations. Okay, Werner. How does that feel? Conversations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> no. You planted the whole thing about the act timer, but people who listen to this podcast, Werner was the guy for our mastermind series where we needed to um, create bumpers. And he came up with that um, act timer uh, music theme, which, which is in our bumpers, because we actually talked about an act timer when we were in, going into that program, right? So when we were designing yeah. that. And um, you took that very serious and you, and you planted that. And some people, honestly, um, joining our mastermind this year again, uh, and hearing that voice, uh, that, that that sound again, it's like, oh, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> it doesn't go out of my mind, right? So this, it, it like keeps you, you keep on you keep on remembering that. But that's uh, that's a good thing, I hope. Yeah, I think I think sometimes, I mean, at some stage when we were working on it, it's like, oh man, not that thing again. Oh. <laughs> but it really does when you hear it again, like you you kind of it brings back the memory of that of that mastermind, right? Because we had to go fully digital. Um, also, I got to once again, experience a little bit of the backstage where, you know, where rapid prototyping happens. Um, yeah, it, it brings back fond memories. It, it really does. So how did you feel about the conversation and the, and the onstage conversation? Nerve wracking. You're a, you're a intense interviewer, but I think, I mean, uh, like once again, the, the questions is, like in depth, right? And I think it, you can speak about it for hours, right? Because there's, you, you peel away on, at the layers of it, right? And I think sometimes like I felt, am I being too kind of obvious about some of these things? But, you know, I think it's some, sometimes the obvious things that we skip, right? It's like you focus so much on the on the end goal and then, you know, on the delivering this kind of, uh, you know, we kind of riffed a bit about this before the show, this, this intense project that I worked on before where I was more nervous about the outcome but it was actually the smaller kind of details that kind of tripped me up a little bit that I had to kind of go back and re reinvent and refigure out again. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, you put me in the spot a little bit. Yeah, and that's, and that's by design. And I think you did very well. And you, you cannot imagine, I, I think I have done 10 of these recordings and everyone, Literally everyone has a different take and a different story to the same questions. And that's the beauty of it, right? So, yeah. um, and there's no truth. There's no, like, this is what you, this is, some people think like, oh, it's, it feels like a test, right? Do, should I? No, absolutely not, right? So it's a different way of how do we reflect on what is written in that book or how do we reflect on what is a good conversation or what are the ingredients of a good conversation? And what do you need to master to become a better yeah. conversationalist? I think that is what we are trying to do. And I think just riffing on what you just said, though, and, and this is, I mean, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but uh, one of the things that I try to do, um, and, it's, and it actually came from a, also a good friend, once, once again, a conversation that I, I chose to have and, uh, rather than uh, sitting and watching Netflix. I sat with a friend of mine and we spoke a little bit because I think for a lot of us, we had to start relying on 
a lot of digital content creation um, to to kind of get word out that hey, we're still alive. We're consulting. We 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 we, we want to do business, and the one thing that my friend challenged me, and I'm trying to actively work on that, is that, like for example, when you ask me a, a tough question like you just did, right? Is that okay? Cool. Can I give the answer? If, because in the gut feel, I do have an opinion. I mean, I'm like everybody else. I, I'm full of opinions, maybe worse than other people. But then what I try and do, and this is really tough, I found, is that how do you connect an example to what you just said? So like what I'm trying to do, and sometimes that is, I struggle to, you know, because you have NDAs and stuff, you want to bring in real world examples. It's like, how can I put an example, even if I screwed up to what I've just said? Because I believe it should be like this, but I can give you a story of where I tried it and it either worked or didn't work. You know, it, it's kind of like a personal challenge that I'm trying to to work on, but it's a, it's a tough one because I tend to only think about what happened last week because I think I'm getting a bit old. Mm -hmm. And even if you, if, if, you, if you mess up, right, I think that's a even better example. I think people love it when you when you share those those things because everybody knows like yeah yeah of course you do great stuff right great projects um but i think if you are yeah you have enough guts to share those stories i think that makes your makes yourself um a whole lot more trustworthy so that's what that's the bridge to our edc program um we'll we actually and you attended two two of these editions we, one of the, the aims was bringing people from a certified event designer level to a trusted advisor. Yeah. And if they are already a trusted advisor, make them a better trusted advisor. That's, that's the whole idea. And the last two editions, we focused a lot on the advisor part of that, um, those two words. And this year we're gonna focus more on trust uh -huh. we're gonna we're gonna dive into trustworthiness what is that exactly and we're gonna work on that exactly so what do you think trust is or and then that's not a test again right so it's just like um, riffing a little bit on the on the word trustworthiness yeah i mean like that makes me excited because i think you know being an advisor it's 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 probably easier and as a consultant that is kind of what we do right we advise and sometimes we screw up and we, we, we change from advisor into supplier. That's one thing that I also struggle with is like, hey, am I advising or am I doing the actual job here? You know, or you know, you get sucked into the details. The other thing is, and I think that is something that that uh, you know, when we spoke about what is the thing that I want to focus in the future is is the trust part. Because I think if you earn the trust, and that's the other word, is earning trust of a client, um, it doesn't just oh, it's going to be more business down the line. There's more reward in that when you have trust. There's a better relationship. Um, you know, the client sets you up for a win, even if you just do one project, right? Um, but the, the tough thing is to, how do you win that trust? And sometimes I feel, and I, and this is once again, I don't, I don't speak out of, uh, you know, like I'm not preaching here, exploring, is I feel like sometimes trust can happen in a split second. Um, especially when you meet someone for the first time. So I always feel very charged up when I'm about to meet a new client, uh, a new, uh, so for example, in this last project, once again, I can only remember two weeks ago, but in this last project, 
I went from meeting my contact client to the actual senior client, the person that we were doing the project for. And I had to, I've never spoken to him before. I've never met him. And you kind of feel, okay, cool. Now I'm going into this, 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 this situation. And for the first time, I actually kind of worked with my contact to say, okay, who is this person? What is important to them? snuck onto the internet to try and find out a little bit more about this person. What is great, you know, what is them? And the other thing I also did is I, I started putting my uh, kind of my pride in my pocket and I started emailing clients beforehand asking them, hey, so we're going to have John in the meeting. You know, what do you want me to talk about? What is important for John? What do you want me to get across? Uh, so that I so you come, become more prepared so that you can kind of earn that trust from the get-go because I remember in my career so many times going into a meeting thinking that I understand what an executive wants. What is their actual goal? What is it that they want to achieve? And then you miss the goal completely because maybe it's a bit of inexperience. Maybe your context is different because a designer, we don't always sit in the numbers. Um, but yeah, that is, you know, that is a super interesting and super important uh, area to explore is trust. I don't know. How, how do you feel? Like, I'd love to hear what you think. Yeah, so, so we are going to explored it a little bit more and I won't spill the beans on that, but it's, there is something called a trustworthiness quotient. Aha. Uh -huh. You can actually calculate the level of trustworthiness, the level of trust. And I think that that's something we're going to explore in our EDC mastermind program to, to see if we could help people going from the T is X to T is X plus one, right? So yeah, it's not that you that there is an ultimate score you need to you need to you need to have, but it's it's being aware of what are the levers, being aware that you can play with that, and that being aware that you can grow your skills. Um, and as as Paul Rilkens, who is our headmaster of our EDC mastermind, is actually he's he's really really. Uh, bringing it down to the core assets and he's saying like yeah trust what is trust exactly trust is a, a, something like um if the other person has the best interest in me right so then then i then yeah. i'm trusting someone and he has a very very cool um story around that like okay so i yeah my, i trust my mother blindly right but that's the character piece right so it's because she's my mother she has the best interest and also there's a skills piece where probably he trusts his mother, but he won't follow every every advice because she lacks the skills on certain yeah. elements, right? So, uh, so there's already he actually takes the part, and and, and I'll, I'll promise for the ones who are attending our uh, EDC mastermind, there's much more to that because the quotient is a, is a whole different ball game where we actually um, tear tear trustworthiness apart. Uh, and that's, by the way, something you, uh, if you quick enough to Google that, then you'll find solutions. Um, but I'm trying to, um, to, to think whether, what, why is that so important to us, right? So there's a, there's a reason why we bring this up. And the reason why we bring this up is that we have a lot of people who are certified event designers who are, who are good at facilitating the event design process. 
last year we brought them to a level where we said like okay that's it's not about not about that it's about advisorship it's about but also about the conversation we had conversation labs and of course it's good good to have conversations and then there's a certain element in conversations where someone someone can say the exact same thing and that person we trust and that's that person yeah. we don't trust right so and what is that exactly and we that was that's fascinating so that's that's what we're going to dive into a little bit more if you're enjoying this conversation, check out the book and full multimedia experience by purchasing your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Visit designtochange.online to order your copy and start interacting with more thought-provoking content like this. I think in the beginning, my experience was that, and maybe I'm just doubling up what you're saying, sorry, but it's like... Oh, it's building up confidence so going through the event design process and and and, and training whatever you you become you, you get to know the process but then at some stage we go okay i'm confident to do this i'm not uncertain because i think if you're uncertain about the design process in itself like you know people feel that they can taste it they can smell it in the air right and then everybody starts getting uncomfortable so that first step is to to instill that confidence even if the back of your mind go like oh this is like I need to like I mean we all in a process where I mean I remember when I did my first design uh, like event design I forgot that we supposed to have two uh, two stakeholders minimum and I had to quickly fix that little uh, faux pas and luckily I got my my certification but uh, that's a learning but then the confidence comes in because I trust it right but now we are asking uh, a client and, and in my case it's sometimes uh, senior clients to invest in me doing a piece of work where I tell them, hey, uh, you're gonna learn something. I don't know if you're gonna get something out of it, you're gonna learn something. And now you need to get them to be confident in your capabilities. And that's the trust element, right? So first you being confident and then your client becoming confident that you're gonna be able to do it, right? Yeah, confidence is is a large um, player, I think, in this this equation. Werner, can you, can you, and when we talk about design, and I love that quote about confidence and, and um, certainty, what, what, what other um, quote can you um, actually bring up from all the books behind you, right? What, is it, what, what things are yeah. really, that really stuck in your mind? So the first secret, these are the books that I still have to read. <laughs> so one of my favorite, favorite, favorite quotes comes from um, uh, Creativity Inc. It's actually written by a former CEO of Pixar. I think he went on to become the CEO or the, the lead at uh, Disney because I think they Disney bought Pixar, but he yeah. became the lead. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it is, it's kind of like, and that kind of captures for me the world of the designer, the world of some of someone who creates something. And it's, 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 uh, it's, it's really creativity is the area between the known and the unknown. And the challenge is, is to remain there. And I add this without freaking out. So, you know, I don't, I've destroyed the guy's quote, but I think you get the gist of it. It's really about, you know, when we go into the design process, when we are creating something as designers ourselves, we need to realize and push ourselves because that's the other thing, because we, we, we're comfortable sometimes to be in the known. We have to push ourselves just beyond the known. It's the adjacent possible. And that's the area between the known and the unknown, because you don't want to go too far because 
sometimes you want to shoot rockets to the moon. That's not possible. You want to go between the known and unknown. And then the second challenge is to remain there and not freak out. And that's the confidence, trust the process. And that is, for me, where creativity lies. And I, I don't think design and creativity is mutually exclusive, right? So sometimes we, we can design things, but it's not really creative. Um, you, you need to push yourself. What was the first time you, you called yourself a designer? Took me way too long, way too long. And I, I blame, uh, I blame uh, um, my, 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 my time at the advertising agency because we, we had distinct roles. I was a strategist, not a designer. And people were very sensitive about, about their positions. And it's actually only when I left the advertising agency and when I walked into Deloitte the first time, and that is six, six years ago, I guess, from now, or even more, I'm getting old. Uh, when I started realizing that design is not a title, it's something that anybody can earn. And, and this is a bit of a controversial thing is that I think everybody can be a designer. It's not something that you, you know, anybody can claim that a designer. It doesn't mean you're a good designer. And I know that's controversial because a lot of people say not everybody can design. But I also say that because I feel that for too long, I was kind of maybe by my own account, like choosing not to be or not to own the title of a designer. Uh, but also some people didn't want me to own the title of designer. They were protective of it. And I would rather be more generous and say, hey, well, I can't say it to rule because I know you're a designer. But to my wife, to my son, he's a designer. He designs things every day. Right. That's, and that's, that's, the, that's the misconception. That, that's what I, that, that's why, why I was so interested in when you use this, this the first time. Actually, I was myself, I was reluctant for a long time because I was like designer, designers, even my wife said like, like, yeah, but you're not a designer, right? Designers, you ask them a question. Can you make me a logo or can you make me this? And then after a few days, this person comes back and says, hey, this is your logo, right? So you don't do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that's a misconception. Like that's, that's design uh, as a role. That's, you are a designer and we ask you specific questions. But if you yeah. dive a little bit deeper, and that's when it, when, and it it's also... me, when it hit me, is that these persons, these people do exactly what we do, but then they do that on their own and they use us to validate, right? So one, one thing they do is that they ask a lot of questions, right? So sometimes yeah. when, I, when I did um, ask a graphic designer to, to help us design a logo, uh, then the number of questions they asked, like, and then, and then I was doodling something and they came actually back with, with, with something which resembled a doodling. Yeah, of course, because yeah, they want to make me happy, right? So there's a there's a way to how to do that. And I say, okay, how do you like this? How do you like that? And I said, okay, I, I like that, right? And then, and they went further down the rabbit hole, and they and they came back with something which was a lot like what I selected, yeah. right? So there's a there's a whole process, and of course, I don't don't want to cut these people short, right? So, but it's it's a process. Um, and I I think these people do that very well. But that's that's in our in our heads, these people are designers. I think if, I had, not, if I had yeah. to ask my dad or my father-in-law and ask, ask them what I am, they definitely, that's the last thing they, 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 will, they will say is like, I'm a designer. They still feel like that's not, that's not true. And, I and agree. so I'm, I'm just saying that 
that's a misconception. That's also a generation thing. That's be, be, the designers are, yeah, of course, yeah, a designer. But design thinking and applying design thinking, that is that is something completely different. So that's why, why I was so interested. And at some point, you need to make the decision. I call myself a designer. Yeah, and, and I think in my case, because a lot of the people that I work with, I mean, what I learned over the years is that you know, first of all, I had to make the leap, like you say, from like a visual designer, designer of interfaces, designer of this like tangible design. And then the second level for me was kind of like identifying a human truth, right? And for me, that was kind of where my eyes started opening up and some of the people that I work with in the past that it's not really about like the skin that you put, put onto it. And I think like through the event design process and also through like, uh, you know, uh, methodologies like design thinking or whatever your, 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 t your flavor is human centered design is that there's some kind of human truth that you uncover and then having the confidence to, to kind of say, okay, cool. Based on this human truth, I have a creative concept that I want to put on the table. I have a, I have, I have a stake. I have an intent of design or I have an intention to create this change or create this thing. And then being bold enough to say, okay, I take ownership of it and then push it out into the world. But then also being able to say, okay, uh, learning from failure, that kind of stuff. But I mean, at the core is like, you know, the ability to say, what if we do this? And that for me is kind of coming down to the idea of being a designer. And I do it a lot now. That's why I'm a designer. But I'm not saying I'm doing it perfectly every time. Exactly. Thank you, Werner, for this, um, for all these insights. I think I like, really like the conversation, and I think we should have more of these, more of conversations. And I missed talking to you, so that was. Um, it was I think fun it, to catch up. Uh, a few it. months back that we um, that we talked, and we need to do that again real soon. So let's keep that promise, if you, if you if you don't mind. For sure. Um, and um, yeah, I hope to I hope to um, to see you again in our one of our upcoming masterminds. Um, if you have a little bit of time uh, and you would like to explore a little bit more about trust, uh, then you know you know where where to find us. Um, and yeah, without further ado, um, thank you, yeah. Werner. Uh, thank you for for helping us having this conversation, helping us uh, coming to the level of. Because yeah, one of the things is you, you do podcasts a lot longer than we do. And, and you helped us come to a certain level of um, proficiency here. So um, we really, really um, love the work and love you. And um, yeah, we're happy that you helped us. And real thanks from my side. I just want to jump in there. You, you're singing my praises. But uh, as the event design collective, always being inviting, bringing people in. Uh, great methodology, great work, passionful work. Uh, always dragging the old South African guy in to come and join in the fun. Um, and also with this conversation, it was really inspiring and really awesome to catch up with you and the team again. It's great. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Werner. You've been hanging out backstage on Design to Change Designer Conversations. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag Design to Change and hashtag Event Canvas. Want more thought-provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Don't forget, it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and even augmented reality. Experience it in your style and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation.